Adam 12. Adam 12. Cop Talk America's on the air. Copy. Put me 10-6. I'm tuning into Cop Talk America. Welcome to Cop Talk America, where police discuss the job, answer questions, and respond to law enforcement hot topics around our great nation. With over 100 years combined law enforcement experience, here's your host. Welcome to another edition of Cop Talk America. This is Dave. I'm joined today by Jarvis with Jarvis and Jeff. So uh, we're going to get going here in just a minute, but before we do, as always here on Cop Talk America, we're going to... Um, just memorialize some officers that were recently killed in the line of duty. I'm going to start out with uh, Trooper Matthew Gotti from the Tennessee Highway Patrol. His end of watch was May 6th of this year. Police Officer Anthony Neary from the Signville Police Department in Florida. End of watch was May 6th. Sergeant Cal- Calvin Arnsetti from the Savannah Police Department in Georgia. His end of watch was May 11th. Willie Houston Hoot West from the uh, Lowndes County Constable Office in Mississippi, and his end of watch was May 9th. Police Officer William Butchner of the Auburn, Alabama Police Department, end of watch May 19th. Jesus Morel Martinez from the, uh, um, I'm going to mispronounce this worse than I have everything else so far, Mantani Municipal Police Department in Puerto Rico, end of watch May 25th. And Stephen Wittstein uh, from the East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office in Louisiana. End of watch was May 30th of this year. I apologize for the horrible mispronunciation of some names. I know I did, but uh, God bless you guys. Uh, You've given the ultimate sacrifice. So we're going to go to Newark uh, on our next video here. Uh, Real quick synopsis on how this thing got set into motion. A Newark officer stopped a car for speeding. Uh, she went up there, and just by looking at the video, we don't even think confirm this, it appeared the driver was under the influence of something, uh, and he did not comply with her request or orders. He didn't want to turn the car off. Then he rolls his window up. She bangs on the window, and he rolls it back down, and she sees a gun in the car, and she puts that over the air that this guy is armed with a gun, whatever the code is in New Jersey for that, and he takes off, and then a pursuit ensues, and during the course of this pursuit, uh, this other officer gets involved with it and at three different points ends up firing rounds into the car, kills the driver, and wounds the passenger. So here's that video. Everything. Turn off the vehicle. Turn off the vehicle. Turn it off. Huh? Turn off the car. Whoa. Turn off the car. Whoa. Sir, turn off the vehicle. Turn off the vehicle, sir. Turn it off. Uh, turn off the car and roll down the window. Open the door. Give me that other unit. Open the window. Open the door. What's up? I got a 646. Let me see a hand. Let me see your hands. Hands. Hands on the wheel. Let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. Hands on the wheel. The car's off. Be advised, the vehicle took off. 
We need EMS rolling. Can we get the EMS, Two guys here. Turn the sirens on. Yo, I shot both of them. You alright? You good? You good? You did it? Walk, 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 you okay? Yeah, I'm good. You got water here? No, he's good. He's good. Yeah, I'm good. Here you go, here you go. What's up, Bucky? You good? I'm good, I'm good. What happened? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Listen to me. Look at me. No. You hit? Yeah, I shot both. Yeah. You good? Yeah. Yeah. You straight. Where's your gun, Bobby? Stay good. Alright. Alright. Listen, relax. Breathe. I'm good. You good? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. No, I got you. I got him. Where did you find him? Huh? I shot both of them here. Okay, right and here. Then, uh, you know, up there. Madison, okay. Madison. I gotta check the camera. Relax, relax, relax. You did two here? Huh? You did two here? Two shots here? Huh? Go to the hospital. One okay, more. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Uh. I'm right here. Um, the cars going down Pennsylvania. It was going way too fast, so I did you have, you you pulled it over as a 521. Pulled it over as a traffic stop. Okay. Just as a traffic stop, just because he was going too fast. Okay. I got behind him on Pennsylvania and Thomas at the red light. I was waiting for the light to turn green. I thought he was going to pull over right on Pennsylvania. He kept going down Thomas right on that little curb on Thomas. Pulled over right in front of the church. I got out, told him to turn off the car. He keeps telling me, why? Why do I need to turn off the car? So I'm like, turn off the car, turn off the car. Finally, acts like he turns off the car. Rolls up his window on me. So I start knocking on the window. He rolls the window down again. I see him fumbling with like the to change the gear, so I thought he's going to drive off. And when I see him fumbling with the gears, the gun's tucked under his leg. So I see the handle. So I go over 646, I got a man with a gun. The, the Delta unit puts up Moss and his partner. So I tell him he's got a gun, so they're like, bow, open, get him out. I go to open the door, the door doesn't open. So I go in to open it from the inside and he takes off. Okay, you all right? Yeah. Okay, all right. You and they? The, who picked up on the car first, the 599 unit, or you pursued them first? No, um, the Delta unit took off for it first, and then I saw them going all the way up Bergen. I was like far, far, far behind. Okay. Then I heard Bergen and Peshine, Clinton and Peshine, and I saw people start running on, off of Bergen, so I turned, and nothing. And then they said something on uh, Bergen Avenue. They were going on Bergen Avenue. So I kept going. I heard they were said shots fired by police. And then I see all the units are still following the car, going into the first. 
Then they turned where the Applebee's was on Springfield, and then we came back around onto ITB and we ended up here. Okay. All right. By the time I was here, it was like five, six units here. Where's your car? 503. I was driving 503. All right. We'll see you. Wow. So, we're back. Uh, that uh, was a rather eye-opening. Um, I don't know. Who wants to take it from here? There, there's about 10 different ways we can go with this and uh, certainly some issues on the police officer's part that I saw there. The one thing I'll start out with, though, is I want to say two things. Whenever we critique something like this, we're going off of newspaper reports and video. And all of us have been police officers, and we know that newspaper reports and video are not always 100% accurate. We don't have access to the police reports and we don't have access to the interviews and the investigations. So uh, bear with us and forgive us if we totally screw something up because the newspaper reports and the media and the video is not portraying what we see. Um, the other thing here is this is another example. However, we're going to take this justified, unjustified or whatever. You have some bad decisions made by this person that was pulled over who looked like, in my opinion, he was probably under the influence of something. And he set this whole fiasco into motion that got himself killed. So, but as far as the tactics of the police officers doing the shooting, that's probably something that we're going to have some debate and discussion on here. So one of you guys want to take it from there, kind of throw something out there? Well, this is another one of those situations where training would have helped a great deal, especially scenario-based training. The officer, as you watch the thing progress, is getting more and more excited. Instead of looking at this problem-solving and coming up with solutions, he's continually in his OODA loop, and he's always kind of behind the eight ball, and everything is too fast for him. And, you know, one of the things that officers really have to do when you're with another guy and you see a guy really spinning up, Take him out of it. Just slow down. Let him know, uh-uh, you're, we have other guys. Other guys can take care of this. Kind of like uh, one of the coaches in the NFL says, just do your job. You don't have to try to do everybody's job. So, again, slow it down. And I've said this before on podcast. Guys need to understand when things are getting really, really fast and you're starting to look through that straw and – you're hyperventilating and you're getting yourself all worked up, the best thing you can do is right in your own head sit there and say, slow down, take a breath, start over, because you're not making this better, you're only making it worse. The other problem that I see just based on the film, you have two people in the car, and I'm firing rounds at which one, because if there's one gun in the car, then I only can shoot one of you if you've aimed the gun at me. So that wasn't clear until later on when he said something about he aimed the gun right at me, but we're rounds into this, and, I mean, it's it's spun up pretty fast. So larger departments have a problem with training and trying to do training with big groups like our department because it's, it's time. It takes a lot of time to do, and it takes a lot of money to do, to do properly especially. But there's nothing that works better on scenario-based or getting officers to make good decisions on the street than putting them into situations and training and then helping them to understand, here's how you could have done this better. 
As for criminal charges, I don't believe for a minute that this officer left that morning and thinking, or that night when he went to work, thinking, boy, I can't wait to get into a gunfight, and I can't wait to do this, and I can't wait to do that. And One of the charges, or two of the charges on this officer is <clears throat> possession of a weapon for the unlawful purpose, for an unlawful purpose. And I'm like, he's a police officer, and by his job description, he has to carry a weapon. So somehow, twice while carrying this weapon, he was carrying it unlawfully. And again, this sounds to me like uh, the Essex County Prosecutor's Office is trying to look some way to politically make themselves look better. And another very important thing people have to understand, when you see these videos and they don't look like a movie, and they, they look very chaotic. That's the real world. Absolutely. That is, unfortunately, when we're handed a poo sandwich, it's never all that attractive. It's always junk. Right. Most people never sat there thinking, whatever decision I make the next quarter of a second. If could, that's a long time. And that's a long time. Could end my life, or I might have to end somebody else's. When you're put in that position, then maybe you can judge how excited this guy gets or how worked up people get, because it's going to affect everybody in a different way. And to be a police officer, you can't let that affect you and just shut down, because yeah. now you're going to die. And if you're with, if this is talking to other officers now, if you're with an officer and you see him spinning up, be his best friend by stopping him. Mm-hmm. Well, you as you can tell this tried to happen because the one officer told him, he said, you know, slow down, slow down. You need to relax some. And what did he do when they started off again? He jumped in another car. He didn't want to hear nothing about slowing down. I've never seen a guy open the door so many times to jump out. Because he had one thing on mind. We gotta get the bad. Oh yeah, guy. I gotta, I gotta get my name on the book and Gotta get the bad guy. Yeah, been nice. One of those uh, drivers could have locked the door and kept him in there for a second. I, I guess kind of breaking this down a little bit more. And once again, we're going off of this video and off of news reports. But I'm sorry, I don't see what those first two shots when he first opened fire on this car. I, I can't really see where we're justifying that unless once again we're not seeing something and something's not being reported. I'm I'm a little lost there on why he cranked those first couple rounds into the car. Well, and somehow the attorneys in this case, being the prosecutors, they must have decided that those were the rounds that hit him because they charged him with aggravated manslaughter. And I'm like, well, if he pointed a gun at him later, well, now I am justified in shooting you. Right. But as for the first two rounds, unless he did point the gun at him that time too, and we just don't know that because it's not articulated on the, the film – yeah, I don't know, mm-hmm. but and even if he points a gun at you, yeah, you're justified in shooting him. But like you said earlier, you also got to take into effect that you have this passenger who is really wishing he took an Uber at this point. Yep, this passenger between you and the bad guy, and you better make those rounds count and not hit him too. And unfortunately, this guy was shot also. And so there, there's a lot of other things. Just because a guy points a gun at you doesn't automatically carte blanche. You can pull out your pistol and, and crank off a magazine. That's that's not doesn't work that way. You've got to think these things through before you open fire. Once again, he's under high stress. I'm not going to sit here and ridicule this guy, but uh, I I can't see where those first two shots were justified. The next round, if this guy's pointing a gun at you and you shoot at him, then like you said, yeah, we're good to go. And then the last one there, I, once again, I. Well, see, if the guy wasn't pointing a gun, I don't see where we can justify those either. Well, see, that's where I have a, a problem. Like you said, 
the first two rounds, no, shouldn't shouldn't have not been fired. The next set, uh, he said a guy pointed a gun at him. Uh, I don't know where he got close enough to see the subject pointing a gun at him or not. Now, maybe he did. But then the last set, I don't think those were justified either. I think Jeff hit it on the head. This guy's so amped up by the time this car stops that he's he's not thinking very rationally or clearly at that point. But Jeff brought up a great point. I 100% agree with him. He should not be charged criminally. The end. He made a mistake, in my opinion, and that's just my opinion. He This shooting, in my opinion, overall, when you look at the whole dynamic of it, I cannot say that the majority of this was probably justified. And, yeah, he might maybe ought to get fired. Maybe ought to lose his job. I'm sure the city's going to get sued. But like you said, he didn't go to work that day with any malicious intent, with any criminal intent. He went to work that day to do his job, and he simply made a, a poor decision while he's amped up, and it resulted in the death. And I've brought this up before. When a doctor makes a bad decision and somebody dies, we don't charge him with murder. When a nurse makes a bad decision and somebody dies, we don't charge that person with murder. So why are we charging police officers with murder when in the course of their duty and doing their job, they maybe make a bad decision, but yet we want to go ahead and charge them with murder. And we've kind of all let the genie out of the bottle on this thing in our society because we're already sliding down this slippery slope. But it seems like every time something like this happens in most cities, you have these overzealous prosecutors that want to be politically correct and try to satisfy part of the population. And we're going to charge them with everything like this, even an o- charging a police officer than lawfully carrying a weapon. And it's just not the way you want to go because this one here, yeah, we can say maybe he wasn't justified in everything he did, but it doesn't mean it's criminal. The next one, the one that came out of Chicago in the last year with the uh, guy with the big butcher knife that was shot by the officer up there, he got convicted of a second-degree murder. In my opinion, that was thoroughly justified, that entire shooting. So it was controversial. Was it justified? Wasn't it? And he ends up getting charged, too. We've, Like I said, we've kind of let the genie out of the bottle politically and gone down this slippery slope, and it's not a... It's not good for any police officer. Well, and a really large issue with this is all these folks that get to do this stuff, everything is hindsight. I already know the ending. The ending is one guy got shot and is dead, and one guy got shot and is not dead. Hopefully, in this guy's case, I'm hoping the bad guy who's dead was the guy, in fact, with the gun. I don't know that that's clear in the report. But when I already know the answer... And then I can go back and look at this and say, okay, now I'm going to nitpick this film. Again, if you just sat there and you showed parts of it and you to an attorney and then turned it off at that point and say, okay, have you seen a crime so far? And their answer is going to be, I don't know, I have to see more. No, that's all you got. This is where the officer had to make a decision. Did the officer commit a crime? Now turn the film back on, show the next group of shots. Did the officer commit a crime? Okay. And when they sit there and they can't tell you, but when they want to play the game of, well, now that I know what happened, I'm going to make this fit my box so I can have my lawsuit or my charges against the officer or whatever we want to do. But another area that goes back into training, not just scenario training, and, and this is getting lost in, unfortunately, of the newer generation officer, not all of them, obviously, but as departmentally they don't do this as much, is mindset training. We don't go out and select people who have an aggressive, assertive mindset 
And then we try to basically pull them back a little bit. This guy's not an aggressive, assertive person. This guy is on warp drive. This guy is excited. Great guy to be charging the Normandy beaches with you. Yeah, but we don't want anybody not, yeah. with a warrior mindset now. Warrior mindsets are bad now, and I understand that. Warrior mindsets, because remember, in this day and age, this is why this gentleman is being charged with crimes, because we have to appease the people. The people see this, and they figure another black man shot for no reason. Now, we don't charge him. What happens? The city is tore up in riots and everything else. So we have to keep the riots out. We have to keep all the demonstrations down. So he's going to have to be charged. That's exactly what happened in Chicago with that uh, disaster up there where the was named uh, Officer Van Dyke was charged and convicted. That was just to appease an element of the population so they didn't burn the city down. And not only would it have been Chicago, it probably would have been a lot of other cities all over the country. Exactly. You know, you kind of throw one to the slaughter and and hoping that uh, that's going to be it. And it, I guess in in that aspect, it did work convicting him. We didn't have, as far as I know, any riots anywhere. But my point is, in in reference to the selection and, and the mindset training and stuff like that is, I don't believe if you had trained this officer properly or if this person wasn't the right person and didn't select him in the first place, you don't have someone shooting a fleeing vehicle when there's two people in it because I've only got one target. And I'm fair shot. Found out not as good as I thought, but I'm a fair shot. <laughs> and I'm not taking that shot because, first off, I know what bullets do when they hit auto glass and, and sheet metal. They do weird things. I can't control that. So it's not a good shot. I'm in a urban area so if i had had enough training and had this officer understanding and going through his cycle of making good decisions he knows i'm not in a situation yet where i can take a good shot i may get shot at and still can't shoot back knock on wood you know that happened to me 30 times on the job i only got to shoot back once so no that sucks but that's the way the game works we only get to shoot back when we know we're going to win we don't get to sit here and, and shoot in the general direction of the bad guy and, and hope to God you drive one of them where they belong. We're accountable, and each one of them's a decision. As I pulled the trigger, I think that one's going to hit him. I think that one's going to hit him. And I think the next one's going to hit him. Hey, he's falling down. I'm going to stop, take a second, take a look. By second, I made a quarter of a and make another decision because they're all independent decisions. Just because – if somebody has a gun and points it at you or even shoots at you, like you said, doesn't mean it's automatic shoot at him no matter what because you got to take – you're right, you got to take all that stuff into consideration. And, and I'm sure this guy was a great – is a great police officer, but uh, he was so amped up. I tell you what, you got to give him an A for effort. I'm like, he's uh, jumping in cars, he's jumping out of cars, he's um, the perfect guy to hit the beaches of Normandy with. We've all worked but, with this guy. Yeah. You know, not but this, you gotta, this kind of guy. Right. You know, and you've always wanted to, you know, like, where is the really big weight and the chain? We're going to put it on him, slow his butt down a little bit. And be Jeff, like, you were that guy 40 years ago. Sometimes. Yeah. I was never that Yeah, fast, but though. the difference between Jeff and this gentleman, Jeff had the warrior mindset. And he it was knew, 40 years ago. He knew to take and look. With that warrior mindset, folks, it's not just all about – Running in, seeing who can be the first through the door, see who's the baddest. A warrior 
looks at the situation and he sums up in a matter of nanoseconds what he needs to do to win this battle. And as Jarvis just said, a very important thing that I slipped my mind, I was going to bring this up, running up on. I don't understand this. I, you watch these films and these guys are like, shoot, 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 and then run up there and see what, and I'm like, what are you doing? Your bullet, if you have to shoot another one, it'll travel that distance faster and you can move. It'll go faster in the car. Yeah, and I don't need to go up there right now. How about we slow down, assess, and see what's going on? And again, now maybe I can get my head into this and I can see things. But it's like I got to run up and tag him first, so I'm the winner. I don't know. I I understand we're all A-type personalities and you want to go get the bad guy, but I'm like, whoa, you got – and this again – if you're with, you're an officer and you're with a guy like that, just yell his name out and say, you know, settle the, talk mm-hmm. nice to him, use the F word and down. Nicely use Nicely. the F word. Yeah, nice. There's, there's a different way you can use the F word. Well, it, it sucks all the way around and I just feel awful that this officer is being criminally charged with all this crap. But once again, he's caught up in this political cesspool. Um, you know, justified, not justified. It's not criminal. It's as simple as that. And it just hangs so much over the police officer's head, knowing that, once again, you can make a simple mistake or you can make a big mistake, and if it goes the wrong way, you could be looking at prison time, and it just isn't right. I mean, no wonder it doesn't appeal to a lot of young people for this job. Who in the hell would want a job? I don't know any other job in the country where you can make a simple mistake and end up going to prison. Well, and just having been at a firearm school and coming back, no one else there was in law enforcement, just me and Every single person at that class that talked about this subject matter, not one of them thought anybody should become a policeman now in this country. They all said the same thing. They just looked at me and they asked me, go, would you do it again? Well, I'm down deep. And I looked at him and said, yeah, I would. But things have changed so much. You know, one thing is interesting, just look at the media perspective. And it's kind of cool. Go back. You can go to YouTube and just pick a year and Google the uh, or search uh, nightly news for 1979 or anything and look at the media and the way that they handled reporting the news in. It was actually reporting the news. There's a novel idea for the news media nowadays. They yeah. actually reported the news. They didn't try Not to sensationalize opinion. it. They didn't try to. It was now only thing you get is one big editorial. You really don't get the news. And I watched one today, actually. It was from 1979. It was not a, anything special. And there was a, this was back when, uh, right after Three Mile Island and people were protesting nuclear power plants and all this, and there was some hoopla and a protest at a power plant. It was out east somewhere. And the state troopers, and I can't remember what state it was. I want to say it might have been New York, but I'm not sure. But the state troopers show up, and it was just very point blank. The news announcer said, yeah, you know, these people charged at the thing, and Police had to use clubs and, and mace to bit them. And you just saw them on the news there. They're knocking the crap out of people with their wooden batons. Had to use clubs and mace to make sure nobody, you know, was assaulted or come up there to assault the people working at the power plant or however they worded it. Wasn't a big deal. Didn't try to make the police out to be the bad guy. Basically put it on that these guys are, you're stupid. You're going to go up there and charge the police officer holding this nightstick. And, yeah, he hit you with it. That's what they're supposed to do. And, uh, you know, police made 10 arrests, and the end, we went on to the next story. It wasn't a big deal. There wasn't a whole bunch of social media. Of course, you didn't have social media and a whole bunch of hoopla. It wasn't exploited. It wasn't twisted. It was just simply the news. You got that in that 30-second report, and we went on the next story. We didn't hang all over this. And that's 
Now, if, if that same thing was to happen now with the video I saw today, it would be a stink. I guarantee it. It would be a stink. Well, and again, back to this class talk and the Mr. and Mrs. Joe Average, which I like to make sure I hang around regular people every so often. It gets my perspective. Why are you here then? Yeah, I know. But I let them know. I said, and I didn't know about this case until tonight, but, you know, I said, you have to understand police administrations and politicians have decided it's better for me to give up this one guy than to stand up and try to fight for him and have to try to educate and go through all the rigmarole because I may lose my job as the chief or the whomever or the county, whatever. And so this is much more expedient. And if he gets found not guilty, then they get to play the game of golly, we tried. I mean, how many times have they taken officers and charged them, knowing full well, under the law, you're going to get found not guilty? Unless, of course, you're in California with their yeehaw new laws that they're trying to do about necessary, only if it's necessary. You want to talk about using hindsight, but we'll get into that another day. But, I mean, this is just, it's getting to the point where officers have to understand, not only are you right, it better look good on film. You better have, well... We had a shooting in this town. A federal judge lets this individual out. And later on, this guy shoots a police officer and then gets killed by the officers. Not one word to anybody or from anybody about why did this federal judge parole this guy early? You know, well, he was a nonviolent criminal. Well, apparently not. (laughs) I don't think so. No, because the nonviolent criminal shot an officer who's no longer on the job. You know, something you brought up earlier, too, you look at this video, and and now everything's video, and you got the body cams, and that was pretty much a goat rope, you know, when that was over with, and it was confusing, and it was chaotic, and we can sit there, because we got the experience, and we can can kind of pull this thing apart and say, well, uh, that probably wasn't a good idea, that probably was, this wasn't. Your average, Joe Average again, they're going to look at this, and whether it's a goat rope that is justified or a goat rope that is not justified, it's still a goat rope, and you still have a black man dead at the end of this. And once again, whether you're justified or whether you're not justified, it's very, very possible you're going to get stuck right in your ass by the prosecutor. And that's what—that's the scary part. It's one thing when you made a mistake; it's another thing when you didn't make a mistake and you—you you still end up getting charged. And isn't it amazing that the only race that's important? is the victims. Yeah. What race the officer was irrelevant. And I'm like, well, how is it any more or less relevant than the victim's race? You know, if the victim is of a certain race and the officer is of the same race, well, does that change? Race doesn't even, isn't even brought up. Right. That's right. I mean, it doesn't matter because we use the police. It's only brought up if the person shot is black or Hispanic and the person doing the shooting is white. If he's Hispanic or black and the guy shots white, it, they don't even bring race up that I've ever read or saw reported. Well, we did the one where the guy was, I believe it was Georgia, where the guy was in his house with a shotgun and right. had been window peeping at the girl and all that. And when the, they light Police him up. showed up, yep, yeah. They when shot they him. light him up. I mean, again, I don't know what the, what uh, race the officer was, but the guy was white. So, okay, let's move on. I'm like, Wow. <laughs> Well, guys, this one wasn't really about race. It was going to be a goat rope from the word go because, I I mean, from the time the young lady, the woman officer, walked up to him. That's a different one. This is the guy. 
No, I'm talking about from the start of the chase. So the female pulled the guy over initially. Ah, from the start. And then yep. this guy, like, repelled from the off the start of the That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we knew it was going to be a yeah. goat rope because Started from the hopping. start of the chase, he uh, wouldn't do a word, wouldn't do anything she asked him to do. She simply asked him to turn the car off, and he's like, well, uh, and repeated, you know, do this, do this, do this, do. And all he could do is just stare at her. Well, and he was. And Nobody can see what the faces Jarvis is making right now, and they won't be able to hear the faces <laughs> he's making. But believe me, they, he, you get good. the point if you could see it. But and if you when you watch that, you can see the bad guy, and he's sizing her up. I mean, and that's what they do. The smart ones will sit there and look at an officer as they're coming up, and they'll go. I can play you, or nope, that one's going to whip my butt, so we're going to go along with the program. So they decide, just like we decide when we're dealing with them, they're deciding what they can and can't do with us. And guess what? Some of these guys out on the street that the officers are dealing with, they've been through warrior training. Mm -hmm. Now, it wasn't formal, but they have people in their They know what it's about. Oh, yeah. They have people in their family who've been shot, stabbed, Run over with cars, you name it, and they know you can live through all that. It's it's not that big a deal. Yeah, you're right. He made the decision when she got her gun out. I was like, okay, she knows she can't kick my ass. And I know I can kick her ass, but if she shoots me, this is over with. I'm leaving. Yep, just time to go. It's time to leave. All right, well, anyhow, I think we discussed that one pretty good. We had one more video here we're going to show you, and it's going to be out of Seattle. Uh We'll discuss it once we take a look at it, but uh, it uh, well, well, we'll show it to you. It's just some really good police work here. I would like to add one oh, last. We're thing adding to something, this. folks. Hang on, just a second. Okay, this is just again to the regular people. Understand, for someone to commit a crime, you have to have a criminal intent, not just intent. It has to be a criminal intent. They're trying to say this individual knew what he was doing was wrong and did it anyway. Never in a million years. And when you're in the position of a police officer and you got those split seconds to make a decision, yeah, it's my intent to shoot this guy. It's my intent when I shoot him, he might die, but I certainly am not doing it in a malicious or a criminal matter. It's what I signed up that I might have to do one day, and this day's here. Now, if you made the wrong decision to do that, then you made the wrong decision to do that. But like we already said, that doesn't mean it's a criminal act. And now it's like the chiefs and the prosecutors are the NFL attorneys and, or uh, referees, and they're trying to decide, was that a catch? Right. I used to think I knew what a catch was. <laughs> anyway, all right. So what ends up happening here, a lady calls 911, and her boyfriend or whatever relationship they have, he's armed with a knife. She tells the dispatcher, and he says he's going to kill her and kill himself. She's got herself in a bathroom, but it doesn't sound like a lock. She's got the door barricaded or something. It sounds like she tells the dispatcher. And the police get there. He doesn't answer the door. They end up uh, kicking it in, and he comes at him with this knife. So let's uh, take a look at that video. 911, emergency. What's the address you're at? What's the address you're at? Yeah, please get him out. I've been trying to get him to leave and he won't leave. <laughs> And then he just keeps telling you that he's going to kill me with his knife out. He has a knife? Yeah. 
the moment. Okay. If you start saying anything or trying to get inside the bathroom, you let me know, okay? Well, he's been pounding at it. Okay. Just let me know if he tries to force his way in. He's been trying to do that. He's waiting for the police to break the door down. Oh, I might live. Okay. And you said the bathroom door does not lock? No, but I have this thing that I bought that I can pull out and block the door. Oh my god. I've been asking him to leave for hours. I packed all of his stuff up. If you hear, him to leave. If you hear him leave, let me know. I want to know if he's still in the apartment, okay? Okay. Do you still hear him there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know if the building is secure? Do they have secure access, or will officers just be able to walk in? Uh, it's locked. Okay. Is there a code they can use to get in? I don't. I don't know. But he needs to go. I I do understand. I can hear him. You hear the officers or the sirens? Yeah, sirens. Okay. Oh God. Let me know if anything changes. Okay. Is he still near the bathroom door? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's from, from the front of the apartment, the front door. How far is the bathroom? It's right out front. I guess it's like right there. Is it going to be to the right or the left when you come in the front door? The left. She's saying Fuck. Oh my god. What's going on, man? No, please don't shoot. No. Ma'am, stay in the bathroom, okay? Are you still in the bathroom?
Good job, Seattle PD. Uh, the 21 foot rule with a knife that guy certainly violated that and for those of you that don't know what that is and people aren't in law enforcement if someone is armed with a knife and they're within 21 foot of you they are a threat as much as somebody with a gun and that is a point to use deadly force they uh, give him every opportunity to drop the knife and not only did he not drop it he advanced on them and they did what they had to do and they did a great job of it so they got there and um probably save this woman's life i would just about guarantee you so these guys are truly heroes um i got nothing bad to say about this video other than the next time and this is my own personal preference i would try what you call it a, a mule kick or a donkey kick and that's when you kind of turn around backwards and kick the door from the front to the back with your foot and try to hit it on the lock area uh kicking it that away that'll mess your back up if you're not careful but uh i think seattle pd did a great job there uh 100 justified in my opinion I'll be happy to rent Jarvis out to him. He can kick a door in with the best of them. Yeah. <laughs> Seen him do it more than once. Uh, one of the things that uh, when people are watching this video, understand the officers are in a funnel, that hallway. So they've very limited where they can go. Then there's more than one of them. So now there's two big bodies standing in that little bitty hallway. So when they're trying to create a little bit of distance, okay, you got to understand, they're walking backwards, the officers. The bad guy's advancing at him forward in a regular style. Well, he's going to defeat that distance very, very quickly, and they're not going to be able to stop. Again, the decision to shoot is actually made by the bad guy. The bad guy closes the distance, remains armed, and understands, if I close this distance and come at the officers, I'm compelling them. And yes, California, this is where that word necessary that you want to put into the law would fit in because this is now necessary. Another thing most folks don't understand is body armor is not rated to stop pointy instruments. A knife can go through body armor relatively, if the guy knows anything at all, depending on the type of knife and stuff, it can defeat body armor depending on the style that the most knife wears. will. And right. I can think of a lot of places where body armor doesn't cover that I would not want a knife anywhere near. Again, and, and, People think that because you wear a uniform, somehow now you've got these superhuman skills and whatnot. They're, we're just people, and we don't want to die. Unless you're Jarvis. Well, he does he, have He does some have superhuman skills. I've and seen then him. as for kicking in the door, I can go back to my vice days, and I have 28-inch end seams, and I can generally kick anywhere from three to four inches high on a door. The man looks like a pterodactyl. Okay. <laughs> I don't think pterodactyl. Oh, I think a Tyrannosaurus. T Rex. T Rex. T Rex. I can't fly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so I'm trying to kick in a door once, and my sergeant's with me. And as I kick the bottom of the door, and it does that little flex because, you know, I'm kicking it in the middle. And you don't kick doors in the middle, I found out later. And I bounce off, and I go down three stairs, come back up, do it again. Do you do this to me about three, four times? And finally, I look at him and go, Well, you kick it in. Well, his foot comes up about four feet, and he hits it right on the lock, and the door goes right in. And I'm like, note to self, go find some legs and kick it on the lock. Yeah, I know we had a guy that uh, uh, kicked, which most people do, kick just like those guys were, and he ended up screwing his back up. He was off for several years before he was able to come back. Right. But then going back to this situation, so the officers are in a, in a funnel. And they don't have a choice. We've got to get in there and make sure the woman's okay because we know she's on the phone with dispatch screaming for help and telling the officers through the dispatcher her life is in jeopardy right now. It's an imminent threat. So 
when they finally do defeat the door and you can see the guy standing right inside there, a logical decision made by a person in his right mind is you drop the knife. The officers are armed. The officers even take a step or two back before they fire their weapons because they are trying to create distance and let this guy make a deci- the right decision, but he continues to advance on them. As for the number of rounds fired in that, and some people are going to look at that and say, well, that was way too many rounds. Handguns are notoriously bad stoppers. They don't, it's not like the movies again. You don't shoot a person, he goes bounding off his feet and falls down. If you look at that film and you see how many rounds he takes, all his body does is collapse. Right where was that? Just collapses down. Doesn't fly backwards, doesn't fly forward, doesn't do anything, just collapses. And it took that many rounds for him to finally go all the way down. And again, you're talking two, three feet between them. Yeah, and way too that, close. And yeah. he, they had no choice if he would have obviously advanced toward them, they did what they had to do, or if he had advanced and retreated back in the apartment because he's already indicated, according to the 911 call, that he wanted to kill this woman. So you can't let him get back to where she's at because he might accomplish that before you can catch up to him. Oh, so, he could do that yeah. easily because <clears throat> we have done it down at the range. We myself have been standing at the range, and we've had officers stand back 21 feet. Now, most of the officers will get the gun out of the holsters by the time I reach them, but none of them have got shots off. You do have superhuman strength, though, Jarvis. No, 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 no. Strength has nothing to do with that. And you are very fast. And if the officers in the case where we're talking about, they fall back inside the apartment, and everybody talks about active shooter, active shooter, yet this is still just an activist situation. The person just chose a different weapon. Right. You, the officer, are compelled. You have to make entry. You have to go find him. And, you know, again... Anybody who doesn't understand, as the officer, you're scared, okay? Now, you're controlling your fear and doing your job, but there's still a part of you who's scared, and this is where how much training you have, that's what you fall back on. If you're well-trained, you control your fear. If you're not well-trained, then all kinds of bad things happen. The fear takes over, and you may see things like we've seen on some of these other videos where the officer's kind of in hypervigilance and just... He's losing it. He's going too fast. These guys didn't get going too fast. When the officer was trying to step back, I did notice he put his hand on his partner, the big guy, and kind of gave him a little push forward. Now, I'd be having words with him about that. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't he realize he did it, though? Yeah, yo, son. (laughs) No, I'm sure he didn't. I'm just making a joke. Uh, That's sick cop humor. But, uh, again, that's what the real world looks like. That's not John Wick. You know, that's not uh, Jack Reacher, one of these movies where the guy does this thing and everything's choreographed and, okay, now you're going to come at me and I'll shoot you and then you fall down after you go blow him back and then I'll stand here and say some cool statement and, you know, and then the really good-looking woman will come over and give me a kiss. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Damn it. Well, anyhow, Seattle PD, uh, a great job there. Um uh, you know, it's unfortunate you know, when you have to take someone's life, but uh, we knew when we signed up for this job that might be something we have to do one day, and, and we're put in that situation, and you made the right decision, so good job. So that's going to do it for this episode of Cop Talk America. So go ahead and catch us on the Twitter, and uh, what, what else? We have two or three things we're out there on. 
uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, j- you know what? Just Google Cop Talk America, and we're showing up on there. So there's all kinds of places you can catch it. And remember, we only care about the truth, not your feelings.